Hey everybody, welcome to another week of lessons from the battlefield. We are Tori and Ben, and we're happy to have you here. Um, this week we are talking about harnessing the power within, exploring emotional mastery through David's mighty men. So we're going to be talking about uh, the the importance of sort of recognizing your emotions, the, the concept of emotional power and its significance in our everyday lives, uh, as well as though, you know, how do we respond and react to our emotions? You know, they're there for a reason. God gave us emotions. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what does that look like as uh, a mighty man or woman of God? We can look at, we're going to look at David's mighty men. We're going to talk about how God is with emotions. We're going to talk about Jesus and we're going to, hopefully encourage you guys and give real life examples for what we can do mm -hmm. in, in situations that bring out emotions, the good, the bad, the in between. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a tendency to think of emotions as a negative thing. Yeah. A lot of the time um, we'll say we have cliches in our society. It's like, well, she's at the mercy of her emotions. Right. Um, a slang phrase that said a lot is he's all up in his emotions. Right. In other words, he's like overly emotional. He's feeling stuff, feeling too much right now. He's not thinking straight. Yeah. He's all up in his emotions. Right. And, um, you know, or we describe people, a, a particular person was like, well, she has She's a tendency really to be emotional. really emotional. Yeah. And we, we, every time we say that stuff, we always view it as a weakness. Right. You know, but the funny thing is, is if God created man and woman, which he did, and God created all that he created in Genesis and then said, it's good. Right. Then emotions are good. Yeah. Right. I mean, due to contrary Period. belief, emotions are good. Yeah. Um, but we we should be having control over those. Right. You know, there's a big difference between letting your emotions control you. Yeah. And and controlling your emotions. And I mean, we we all do it. We all get emotional about something and let emotions trump common sense. Yeah. Or um, we'll hype up something in panic or worry or fear or whatever. And then we're not thinking straight now right. and someone's got to calm us down. And so you can think clearly again. And I mean, we've, we've all been there. Yeah. And you know, David, the mighty men, even Jesus have all been in those moments. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, it's funny cause we, we've heard so many sermons about, you know, the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. That's all emotion. Yeah. That's an emotional verse. Those two words. Jesus wept. He was feeling... Weeping is not w without feeling. Right. And I've heard so many sermons over the years from pastors who try to take the emotion out of that or try to explain that verse as meaning, um, well, he was crying for different reasons. Or it's like Jesus was deeply emotional. Yeah. He's a, a man of many sorrows. Yeah, exactly. Which means that yeah. he was, I think that's the difference is that, again, like, we don't want to necessarily have pain and sorrow and grief overwhelm us and become our central focal point. But the reality is we will go through those stages and it's important to register and recognize them mm -hmm. and then learn how to uh, respond to them appropriately. Right. I mean, yeah, we just can look at Jesus and how there's so many stories. If you look at in certain texts, it talks about the cleansing of the temple, but you've always said this babe where it's you know i think it's either it's luke or john it's in john i believe but when he's going to 
he's frustrated and upset and angry at the religious leaders in the temple, basically the way that the temple was set up, not just the religious leaders, but how they were utilizing his, his father's space, mm-hmm. his, his temple is supposed to be holy. And he braids a whip. Yeah. He, he's looking and he's stewing and he's thinking and he's angry and he goes and flips tables. I oh, mean, sure. you don't do that out of just sheer okay i'm gonna be calm and practical and logical there's there's emotion I mean, I, tied to I that i mean there's there's power in emotions and and we have to understand that i mean proverbs 25 yeah um 28 says like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control right it's like uh it compares it to a city being sieged and the walls being broken down right. like, that's a big big deal i mean none right. of us can attest to what that's like we live in a country where we're not having our walls broken through as a nation invades us. Yeah. But I mean, people in other countries can attest to what that feels like. People in the Ukraine sure can. Yeah. And, and it, so the, the Lord is, is comparing a situation like that. Right. To how emotions can flood in if you don't have self-control. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and that can be, and again, we've all been there. We've all, we've all been in those positions where, you can't think straight. I know I have yeah, where it's too. just like, Major. I cannot, you're so overwhelmed by emotion. It's like, I don't even see light at the end of this situation or yeah. hope at the end good. of this situation. I can't see hope. I can't see a way out. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, or, or like, or it goes another direction and you're so enraged at a situation or person yeah. that you can't see straight. Right. You can't think about anything else, you know, well, you, or the overwhelmingly, I'm so excited. I'm so giddy. I'm so yeah overjoyed and then it makes you we do we make foolish decisions out of that space yeah yeah so it's there's a real need to have emotional intelligence there's a real need to have self-awareness yeah there's a real need to have self-control yeah that's why self-control is listed as the last fruit of the spirit because all those things can run rampant without self-control yeah you know you like you just said you could be so joyful that you act irrationally. Yeah. I mean, you don't it, think about the sometimes you can, yeah, sometimes you can take something that's considered good and be so enraptured in that, that you're not paying attention to what's going on around you or the people, people's feelings around you. And yeah. it, you, you could be a, um, indifferent yeah. to people and not realize it. And, or making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a big difference between, you know, um, you know, we say the statement, misery loves company. Yeah. And people get so utterly in the pit of depression. And a lot of the time they don't realize it, but they want other people to be depressed with them, mm-hmm. which is not healthy. And a lot of the time we'll say, we'll see someone like that. And we're like, well, I'm going to be joyful. And that's great. You should be. But we can't go so far as we're like uncaring about the pain of the person feeling right. At the same time, yeah. it's like, well, I'm just going to ignore you. Then you go mope over there. That, right. That's not Jesus either. No, that's that's that now is indifference and kind of self-centeredness, right? And carelessness, right? Um, you know, so there's a real need to to live from a place that we're very we have to stay insightful as to how we feel and why, and how other people are feeling and why. Yeah, and, and yeah, and recognizing that people react to different circum each circumstance differently mm-hmm. and it's not always that the one's better than the other or right or wrong it's that we all are in a different process i'll just share i think if you're new here you won't know this but if you aren't uh, you know going through loss is 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 an interesting journey right i think we've all either 
been through loss personally or had a friend or a family member who's gone through it. And it's interesting when you lose someone, uh, literally through, right. They, they die and you have people who tell you how to grieve, how to process. Yeah, right. It's one thing if you, you get professional help and you get counseling or you go for prayer and there's, you know, helpful tips and advice and guidance, but it's another thing when someone is uncomfortable with how you're processing or yeah. they expect you to, to get over it yeah, right. quicker. Or, yeah, really, really most of the time, that's really most <laughs> yeah. of the time, that's the motive behind people that give, that tell you how to grieve yeah. is you, well, how you're feeling and how you're processing it is making them uncomfortable. Right. And they want to change that as soon as possible right. more for them than for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and we've done that to each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think that that's the most interesting <laughs> thing is in marriage is sometimes you react to things and, and, and it bothers I, you and it bothers me or yeah. I, yep. I react and to things that bothers me and it, and mm-hmm. it bothers you. And yep. it, we've found that, you know, what's interesting and we'll just be, be relatable here is um, I tend to say things about how it bothers me and I, I get really expressive with things, but in the next breath, I I'm okay and I can be happy. Whereas you, are more of when you're expressing those things, it takes you longer to come out of, of oh, those yeah. moments. Yeah, you got to give me a good hour to. And to I don't, be able to... and I, and I've had to learn that that's just how you are. That's how you process, even mm-hmm. if it, for example, makes me feel like you should be out of it already, right? Right. Yeah. And, right. And we've had to learn that. Like that was not... an hour ago. Snap out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we've had to learn that it doesn't mean that there's necessarily something wrong, and that's the beauty of being different. That's mm-hmm. that, and that's what's really interesting about. Jesus and God, if we look at our our creator, if we look at our savior, they give us really good examples of, of how we can be in those moments oh, and how sure. we can love each other. Well, I mean, let's let's look at David and the mighty men. I mean, yeah. that, you know, David, I mean, all you got to do is read the Psalms, yeah. let alone the historical account of David's life. Right. But all you got to do is read the Psalms to know that David was a deeply emotional guy. Yeah. And it, and everything that he wrote was from this place of like deep feeling. It was uh, passionate. He was often depressed. Right. He was often angry. God, kill my enemies. Let me put my foot on their neck type of verses where you're like, wow. You know what I mean? Very intense feeling. And the mighty men were the same way. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about their feelings, like how they're feeling, the mighty men, but from their actions, you can can dictate how they feel. I mean, and there was a, there was a tremendous, and because of course we've talked this to death in, in our school curriculum, um, and also on some of these lessons from the battlefield podcast, but you could tell from their exploits, the mighty men's exploits, that these were guys that had a firm grasp on what courage meant yeah, and a firm grasp on fearlessness right? and and how to act in the face of overwhelming opposition. There's no right. way they're just standing there feeling nothing. Right. They're, they're feeling. Yeah. Whether you know it mean? is incredible zeal or passion or yeah. being determined and tenacious or anger or there's so much. I like, mean, I can attest yeah. to it to a degree, not obviously not, going hand hand to hand combat against hundreds of people with a spear. Right. Nobody can relate to that anymore. But <laughs> but my brother and I both served in the military and we both served in deployments overseas in combat zones. Yeah. And I can attest to what that feels like to the the of the idea of at any moment could be my last moment. Yeah. And at any moment I have to defend myself with my life. 
right? And people are dying around you, and it and it's, um, it's the 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 emotion is is inexplicable. You can't describe that, yeah. you know, and um, and and it is and it's by a, by a, by an act of the Holy Spirit that you overcome it at all. Right. It's by the grace of God. That you overcome it at all. That's why self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Right. It comes from him, not comes from us. Right. You controlling you comes from the Holy Spirit. Right. It, we it, take that, we never think about that. Yeah. We always think about it. I gotta get myself under control. And it's like it's listed as a supernatural gift on purpose because we can't get ourselves under that's control. That's the point. That's the point. That's why the world today, that's why we see mental health. Crisis at an all-time high. All the time. That's why we. There's so many people that need therapy. That's why. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm not saying that I'm above that or, or against that at all. It's super helpful, and uh, but I think that that's why. I, actually, the verse of the day today, as we're recording this, is Isaiah 26 three. I'll read it real quick. It says, "You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you." in both inclination and character because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Mm. So for those of us who, you know, that's the point is when we turn to God and we choose to look at the promises, to look at what he's done, who he is, it's supposed to say, I, I can't do this. I need you. That's the point, right? When we keep our mind on him and focus on those things mm. that that's supposed to help us literally with the emotional regulation, yeah. with <laughs> with ex casting our frustration, fear, and anxiety on him because he's truly the only one that can deliver us. Mm -hmm. uh, even if we have to do it 50 times a day, it's it's that acknowledgement and that choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's practical strategies for gaining, you know, power over your emotions. Yeah. And there's there's real there actually literally is steps you could take and and that's one of them is what David was really good at which was self reflection. Yeah. I mean he he writes in Psalm one thirty nine, um, twenty three and twenty four. You know it's the verse that we we've heard a thousand times growing up in the church. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Yeah. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's right. like it's like look, Holy Spirit, you have permission. Not to say that we ever have to give God permission to do anything, but yeah. Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you to come and do a full analysis on my heart yeah. and on my emotion yeah. and why I feel the way I do about mm -hmm. things and why I think the way I do about things. And go into this time of introspection where you examine your heart and let God do surgery there. Yeah. And... It, you know, you and I have been that place a thousand times, oh, yeah. in, in, and even with each other. Like, yeah. why, why are we feeling this about this? Yeah. What why is are this we really? Yeah. What is this yeah. really? Where is that coming from? Yeah. And when you, when the Holy Spirit uncovers that stuff, it's it's really freeing. It's like, yeah. man, I'm reacting to this guy because of this. Yeah. Or I'm, we're reacting to this situation because of that. And and when you realize it, and God makes it plain, it's like, oh man. Yeah. I can address that right now. Mm -hmm. This isn't something I'm at the mercy of. I can take mastery over that. Yeah. And uh, just a reminder, God said that in regards to sin to Cain in the in the book of Genesis. He said sin is crouching at your door but you must master it. Yeah. Implying you can have control over this. Yeah. You're not at the mercy of it. Right. And we Christians even, most yeah. Christians don't think that way. We think we think the opposite. Yeah. I'm at the mercy of my failings. Yeah. Uh 
we take the, the scripture passages where Paul's talking about the thorn in the flesh, and we apply that to anything we're struggling with. Right. That, that must be my thorn in the flesh. And it's like, that's not the same thing. Yeah. You're struggling with sin like every human being does. Yeah. And it, you know what I mean? It's, it's it, you think, know, yeah, we, we tend to use that as, I guess what I'm saying is in Christian circles, we tend to use that as a crutch. Right. Absolutely. Or an excuse yeah. to not take responsibility. Right. You know? And, and, but then also on the flip side too, I think one of the things that, I don't know about you, but I've also been taught or, or by well-meaning people uh, in the, in Christianity that, you know, everything, we can just look at scripture and just pray and just like, those are all wonderful. And we need to do those and we need to turn to God first, because again, he, he can help us Mm -hmm. and in every situation, but there's nothing wrong with also having additional real life, practical strategies and ways to help you with your emotions, whether that is taking a class to understand your emotions, whether that is having an outlet to process those emotions through counseling, through therapy, whether that is taking vitamins, minerals, focusing on your diet to help you consume more Mm -hmm. foods that'll help you. Those are all huge things and really important. And, And I think we just get lazy and irresponsible when it comes to that stuff, to be honest with you. Christians... Christians get so lopsided that they're like, in terms of their their balance in their lives, it's like they just believe that, well, God will just take care of all that. Yeah. My well, spiritual walk is more important than my physical health. Right. And it is. It is. It is. But your physical health and your emotional state is vitally important. Like, you can't just turn your back on those things. No. And... And let that stuff just fall apart while you're trying to tell people about Jesus. Right. Because what you, how people perceive you, your mental and emotional stability, right. as well as your physical health, yeah, people pick up on too. Absolutely. And it's like you, it's hard to teach people the fruits of the spirit, including self control, when they can clearly tell you don't have self control in your eating habits. Right. Or you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. No. Or when you when you have an emotional meltdown every time something happens in front of people. But you're t- you're but you're preaching peace at the same time. It's right. like there's a double standard there. Basically, it's just important that we actually have outlets. Like, this, oh yeah, this is why personally, and we're not just speaking from you know pointing fingers. It's okay. I, I I've been in the in the health and wellness space for a decade because I did this the wrong way. Yeah, and I pursued. I put I put health and wellness, the pursuit of knowledge and ability, and being you know all these things above my relationship with God. I, I got it out of balance. I put the mm-hmm. physical first above right. spiritual, but now it's realizing, yeah, like what you just said is in order to really reflect who God is at his core um, to people and, and be attractive to them. We put, we value stewardship. We value mm-hmm. discipline in our choices. And it's just this practical or it's just a daily conscious effort and a choice to say, you know, what are my daily habits that are, you know, not really serving me and that aren't serving others mm-hmm. and emotions are usually connected to and tied to those things sure. that, that, that cause us to have these habits. So I think it's really interesting and in how, you know, when we look at scripture, it really does show us that um, there are so many tools and so many ways that if we start to actually learn to recognize our emotions it allows us to then manage our stress it allows Mm -hmm. us then to 
to take difficult situations and go through them better than we have before. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's a, there's a real importance to developing resilience and, and emotional regulation. You, you need to, dis, to, to see the importance in your own life and managing your stress your own stress levels mm -hmm. and practicing self-care. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know those all sound like hyper therapeutic counselor terms for those of you listening, but it's, but it, it, I guess what I'm saying is, is it's, there's a real importance to really paying attention to, to your, your mental state, why you, what it is that puts stress on you, what it is that brings emotional outbursts from you. Right. And recognize those things and address them. Right. Don't just be like, well, this is how I am. Right. You're not at the mercy of that. You're, no. It, under Jesus, you are never a victim. Right. That is so true. Never a victim. And, and if there's measures that, and we just want to say this from personal experience, yeah. right? From someone who has literally been, and I just speak for myself, but I, I'll just say this clearly as a kid, I did have a neurological or a neurodevelopmental diagnosis at age seven. Um, and there were comorbidities or co-occurring things that I was predisposed to. Of course, Jesus can heal those things. Of course, you know, my, my, my dad did a really good job of helping me through lifestyle, uh, help me with recognizing my emotions and, and caring for that condition. But that doesn't mean that in your, in the process and on the journey, you can't take medication if you if you need to you mm -hmm. all of these things it doesn't make you less worthy it doesn't make jesus love you any less rather it doesn't make you less of a christian right um but taking being aware and taking those steps to to really understand your emotions and grow and say you know what i really am more than a conqueror and i can choose to to partner with God in this journey towards healing yeah. or i just can stay here well i mean a big thing that's helped both of yeah. us is having people around us that are encouraging, yeah. that listen, yes. that give insight without judgment. Right. Um, there's a, you know, a, a real big need in that. Yeah. Um, you know, and also trusting in the Lord for his wisdom in the situation and so how to navigate true. those things. And yeah. I mean, at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 talks about that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge him and then he'll make your path straight. It's like acknowledge that he's still he's still present in the situation, yeah. even when you don't feel him, even when all you feel is your own emotion. Even when everything around you does not seem to Nothing be making makes sense, sense or working out, et cetera, et yeah, cetera. Yeah, it's like he understands it and he's right in the middle of it. And just like the physical storms that he calmed with the disciples, he's in the middle of the emotional one too. Yeah. Emotional storm with you and he's still Lord of the storm. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, just like yeah. you, you mentioned, I mean, we, you know, you and I have been through a ton of those. Oh man. We still go through them like yeah. anybody does. And every time feels like the worst time. Yeah. We're still going through them now. There's different layers, <laughs> yeah. there's different levels as we dive deeper yeah. into marriage and getting to know each other in new ways and, yeah. and our interests and desires and passions and what, what comes up and what the enemy wants to do to destroy, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that means that God has something better, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, you know, a big one with dealing with emotions in general, it, there's two big factors in dealing with emo in, in, with personal emotion. One is courage. Yeah. Hence the mighty men have a great example of that. It's like 
you know, when everything is insurmountable, you press through it anyways, because mm-hmm. you got to trust that God is on your side. Mm-hmm. You just have to believe that, mm-hmm. you know, or even ask the Holy Spirit to take you from belief to knowing it. Mm-hmm. I don't just believe it. I know he is, you know, right. like you get to that point. The mighty men were like that. David was like that. God is for me. Yeah. Who could be against me? I, right. I that's just, it's just fact. Yeah. He's not saying if God's for me, who can be against me? He's saying God's for me. Who, who can stand against me? Right. You know, so you, you're facing, you, you're, you know, facing your own emotion is one thing is, is dealing. Well, facing your own emotion takes courage to do yeah. that. And you have to trust that God's with you in that mm-hmm. number one. But then number two, it, the second thing is humility. Yeah. Right. You have to humble yourself and be real. Right. And be like, you know what? I got an issue with this. Yeah. You know, you and I have done that. Oh like, my gosh. you know, I, you're right. I have a real issue in this area, <laughs> in this area. Yeah. And I tend to react or overreact this way about this thing. Yeah. And I hate it and I want it gone. Yeah. And God help me with this. And you know. I, yeah. And we want to encourage you before we go is one of the reasons why we know personally why we have a hard time doing that is because there's been a culture of shame oh, yeah. and guilt and condemnation and punishment mm-hmm. associated with admitting our shortcomings. Yeah. Whereas scripture says the it's, opposite. It's been a life verse in, in, yeah. in Romans where Jesus it says, for there's no condemnation in Jesus. It's it's a fact, it's a statement. Well, the, the entire theme of the gospels and Jesus yeah. is it, when I'm weak, he's strong. Yeah. But how can I be strong in my weakness if I never admit my I'm weak? Right. And how can I be strong in my weakness if it's not Christian, quote unquote Christian, to admit that I'm weak? Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like we've we've taught that the church is, is a lot of the time has, I mean, in my upbringing, in churches I grew up in, you never displayed weakness. Right. Everybody would go and act like they're perfect selves for two hours on a Sunday morning. Yeah. No one would ever talk about the struggles they've got yeah. going on at home. Yeah. You know, and I remember somebody telling me years ago, like, like, uh, I was telling this individual in a conversation, like, man, I wish I had it all together, like some of these people at church. Yeah. And the guy was like, what you have no idea what about? these people are dealing yeah. with. And behind closed doors, their lives are a wreck. Yeah. Just like ours are. You know yeah. what I mean? And, it, and it's, uh, it was a reality check for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it really, really was. Because yeah. anybody can fake it. Yeah. <laughs> the more real you are, the more healing you get. Yeah. You know? And it's an invitation to not say, stay stuck. I think... In the for me, I didn't see the a healthy way of living with emotions until I went to um, a supernatural school of ministry that was sort of associated with with uh, Bethel, and then I the last community church I was a part of, they walked through emotions and helped each other mm-hmm. because they, we, they continued to point us back to okay, here's what God says about you, and here's your identity versus just you should have it all together, be quiet, I don't want to hear that, and right. that's what we need to be doing with. Anyone yeah, I mean, as the scripture says, not to say that expressing your emotions is a fault, because no. it's not, but the scripture says that you express your faults one to another that you might be healed. Mm-hmm. In other words, it implies a need to disclose and share yeah. and be real. Yeah. And by doing that, healing comes. Yes. Inner healing comes. Invite people in who can remind you of yeah. how God sees you. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. So, you know, so we just want to encourage you all listening to, to do the same and to not be discouraged or feel condemned at all by anything we're talking about no. right now. It's 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 more along the lines of encouraging you to be honest with yourself. The Lord already knows your heart, so yeah. there's nothing you're hiding from Him anyway. Right. Be honest with Him in your in your conversations with Him, and 
and recognize areas of your life where you could use growth and challenge and transformation. Um, check out the reflection questions that we've added to this podcast. They're designed to help you grow yeah. and um, be encouraged in it. Use it to help, help the, come alongside the Holy Spirit in, in growing in self-control yeah. in the ways that you need to and the ways that he knows you need to. Yeah. And um, let's just close. We want to close this yeah. this one with a word of prayer. Yeah. So, Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this moment right now. You know that. Um, thank you just for giving us emotions in general. And thank you that with you, we can look to you and just say, hey, help me learn how to be more emotionally intelligent and to walk life out in a healthy way with my emotions, mm. to not reject them. Um God, but we just also, I just want to take a moment to pray for anyone who's listening who has um, has any diagnosis or any struggles with their emotion. We just, as someone who's been there, Lord, with panic attacks and anxiety and all of those things, and for thank you for just continuing to set me free. I just want to release that over anyone listening, Lord, that you can, you are present in those moments that you set us free, you set the captives free, that you are a healer in the moment and and even if it's instantaneous or it's a process that that takes doctors or takes additional help lord we just thank you that um depression and anxiety and fear and worry and all of these things break at your name they yes. bow to you they have no authority so we just um continue to just to break agreement with those those things lord those diagnoses um lord we just thank you that you're the healer and we look to you and we just pray for peace right now over over everyone's uh, minds and just situations. And God, thank you that because of the example that you've set, we can live lives of joy hmm. and peace and have hope and share the good things that you've done as testimonies to other people who are so in need. So we love hmm. you. All right, guys, thanks for being a part of our community we want to hear from you so please go ahead and connect with us and we'll see you next week see you later